What's up, True Selfie fam? We are about to walk into season three of True Selfie. I literally cannot believe what God is doing through this platform. When I started this, I was reminded of the truth found in Zechariah 4.10, and it says, Do not despise the small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. To think just months ago, I blindly opened the door to this platform, and then to see now the number of people that are touched, the countries that are reached, it is truly a miracle and blessing from God. So to say that we are starting season three is mind-blowing to me. So would you join with me in prayer as we reveal some heart conditions that are keeping God's people bound? This new season titled The Uncircumcised Heart will spotlight some areas in ourselves that we need to address some roots that need pulled. So get your gardening gloves on. It's springtime, baby. Let's get to de-weeding. Hey guys, it's Brooke. I'm here with you for another week. I hope you're having a great one. Um, Listen, we are talking today another um, topic of greed today. Um, So I'm excited. I hope you guys are ready to tune in and just listen and learn and let the Holy Spirit just work on you. Um, I want to open up today though, and I want to um, bring some light to something. Um, I know all of these topics are hard to hear and they're hard um, because most of us at some level struggle with probably a majority of them. And so hearing that you're... um, hearing something that you're dealing with is hard coming from someone else. Um, but can I just ask that as you're listening through these episodes in season three of the uncircumcised heart that you just, before you even continue to listen, that you just ask the Holy spirit, if this is something I deal with, will you please bring light to it? Um, a lot of times when we're dealing with sin, when we're dealing with these topics, um, it is in our natural ability when we, um, are lacking something to instead of look spiritually for that filling from Jesus, we our flesh will naturally cling to things in order to um, replace something that we are needing. And so, um, you know, we see it a lot with uh, drinking and drugs and sexual things. Um, you know, there is an, an inside hole that needs to be filled. There's a need that needs to be met on the inside of us. And instead of us spiritually filling that hole with Jesus, um, we tend to naturally fill it with things of this world. And so we're going to talk a lot about greed today because a lot of us have dealt with emotional things. Maybe we're not happy with where we're at in our life. Maybe, um, you know, we don't have certain things that we expected that we would have at the point of life that we're in. And so there is this unmet need inside of us. And instead of bringing that need to the feet of Jesus, um, we simultaneously or maybe not realize that we're doing it, but we try to fill it with natural things. And that's kind of where greed stems from. It's just like an unmet need. Um, maybe there is emotional trauma in your life. Maybe there's an emptiness. Maybe you have distress or, um, just a longing for something. And a, a lot of times when we have those unmet needs, a person attempts to use objects, uh, possessions, alcohol, 
uh, drugs, right, to fulfill those needs. And so anytime we're talking about a sin, it is our natural tendency to like cling for something to see if it will fill that need. You know, we long for peace and we're searching for something in the world to satisfy that, but only peace can come from our heavenly father. You know, we search for just different things in our lives. And can I tell you, God wants to do everything for you. He He desires to be everything you need. Whatever unmet need you find yourself in, in this season, as you're listening to these episodes, I pray that you would ask God to fill that need, to meet that need, to not no longer start, you know, striving and, and taking your hands and just like grabbing for whatever um, is close to you to see if it will fill that need um, because God wants to be everything for you, my friend. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I am going through um, a, a season of the cold or something. Um, so we're going to talk about greed today and greed, I'm going to define it so everybody we're on the same page. Um, it's a strong, selfish desire, which that the that second S word should highlight that it is not from God. Anything that is selfish in nature is not of God. So it's a strong selfish desire to have more of something. And most often it's talking about money or power. However, I'm going to just add this in here. Um, it doesn't, it's not contained to money or power that there are other ways you can be greedful or have a sense of greed. Um, that does not relate to money or power. Um, so basically it's just a desire of more like you want more in the old English. There's a word that it is translated to, which is voracious. I think I'm saying that correctly. And it is defined as always hungry for more, always wanting more. I want more. I want more. So, um, anytime that we are in a sense of, and again, it's that contentment word. We talk about that so much, but anytime that we find ourselves always wanting more, always striving for the next best thing. Um, it's that, that kind of ambitious attitude where we have to check ourselves and see why we want more. Why are we hungry for more? Why are we desiring more money, more power, more possessions, more things? Um, it's all into our desire and that's where greed really stems from. So it's in order to satisfy ourselves, which like we have talked about before, um, anytime that we are focusing on self instead of God, God desires that we are servants, right? And so anytime that we are looking at self more than others, it's a kind of a way for you to kind of look and say, okay, hold up. What am I like? Why am I doing this? Is it so I can have a better car? Is it so I can do X, Y, and Z? Um, check your why. Okay. Um, because I think sometimes as Christians, we get this concept that God doesn't want us to be prosperous. Um, Christian life is not about prosperity by any means. Um, I have a real hard time with people. You know, we watch a lot of the religious television shows at late at night and there's just different types of people that come onto these um, religious shows and you can spot someone that feels very 
disingenuous. Is that the right word? Like they're just not genuine. You know that there's like dollar signs is all they're thinking about. Um, you know that they're <laughs> like what motivates them and not coming from a spirit of judgment, but you can just see it. God tells us not to judge. He is <laughs> the ultimate judge, but he does say to watch other people and see what kind of fruit they're bearing. And if someone is constantly preaching about the prosperity and constantly telling you that you can live a prosperous life and um, if you do all of these things, God will prosper you. Um, Christianity is not about prosperity. It is not what a Christian life is about. And we're going to read um, in 1 Corinthians four eleven and 13. And it says this. Let me highlight it. Here we go. Um, up to the present hour, we are both hungry and thirsty. We are poorly clothed, roughly treated, homeless. We labor working with our own hands. When we are reveled, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we respond graciously. Even now, we are like the scum of the earth, like everyone's garbage. Now that's the Christian standard Bible. Sometimes I like to get um, away from the King James version, just so I can see it like nitty gritty down to like what like current language would like depict the Bible as, because it opens up my mind to think like, listen, this Christian life, we are supposed to endure some suffering. We are supposed to be persecuted. And when we're persecuted, it tells us that we're supposed to respond and endure it. You know, when we're cursed, how many has ever been cursed at? <laughs> I've actually been cursed at like a, quite a bit in my life. And thank God that I know scripture. Um, it says we're to bless. And I was able to bless, not in the moment. I had to take some time to pray. But we are supposed to bless. Um, when we are slandered, we are supposed to respond graciously. Now, those are hard things to do. But if you're living a Christian life, this is a requirement. This is what we are this is how we are supposed to live. We are like the scum of the earth. We are like everybody's garbage. Like a Christian life is not about prosperity. It is not the priority of a Christian life. Now, I don't want you to hear me um, and think that, you know, we're supposed to live in poverty because the Bible says we're not supposed to live in poverty, that we are supposed to be hard at work. Um, and he wants, God wants us to prosper, but we do have to go through seasons of suffering for the sake of the gospel. That is a part of the Christian life is to go through season of suffering for the sake of Jesus Christ. Um, think about it. If we had all of the money in the world, we would be able to buy ourselves out of things. Right. And what does that, how does that glorify God? How does that show the gospel of Jesus? Um, we have to understand that a Christian life is not about prosperity, but it does not mean that God does not want his people to prosper. Um, you know, sometimes I, we receive like, um, I like to call them blessings, but now that I, <laughs> I was researching, I'm like a big studier. I read, um, lots of books. I'm kind of like, um, we were just listening to a Dave Ramsey, um, message the other day about, um, financial peace. And he was like, I love, I love books. Sometimes I'll read half of a book and then I put it down if I kind of know what, how it's going to go. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I am. Like I put it down if I'm like halfway through and I'm like, eh, 
I know what they're going to, you know, how they're going to finish this. Um, I put it down. So I'm like constantly reading different types of books and studying and, and just, um, filling my mind with as much knowledge and wisdom as I can. Obviously I'm not going to retain it all. Right. But I'm just praying like, God, whatever I need, whenever I need it, please just bring it back to my remembrance. Um, because I am stewarding my time correctly and I want to know more. I want to know the ins and outs of everything that your word has. Um, but I was reading something this week and it talked about, um, you know, when we receive money. So like when someone gives you like, maybe they bless you with a $50 bill, right? Maybe they, um, maybe you get a check in the mail for $500 and, and you're like, Oh, praise God. It's a blessing. Thank you, God. I just, I thank you so much. Um, you know, he's, that's favor. You know, that's usually how I am. I'm like, me and Jesse are like, praise God. He's blessed us, you know? Um, but now I'm like, okay, is this a test? Right? Am I being tested? I'm receiving a blessing. Am I being tested? Because the thing with money and the thing with wealth, um, is that it is a serious responsibility to do good with it. We find that scripture in first Timothy. So let me go there really quick so I can just give you a little bit of scriptural background to what I'm talking about. So first Timothy six, 17 through 19, and this is the message translation. It says, tell those rich in the world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money. So quit being selfish because money, which is here today is gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God who piles on all the riches we could ever manage to do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. I love that. To be extravagantly generous. If they do that, they'll build a treasury that will last, gaining life that is truly life. And so in 1 Timothy, it's just telling us, listen, there is a responsibility behind wealth for the Christian believer to do good with it. And so every time that we receive these checks, I'm always like, oh, praise God, it's a blessing. But now I'm like, is this a test? Am I going to like God has blessed me with this amount of money. I have a responsibility now to do good with it. So if I, and we have done this so many times, listen, I'm being transparent with you guys. I am not over here, like trying to toot my own horn and make you guys think that we like know how to spend or know what to do with money and that we have this whole life thing figured out. Cause we don't, we are living day by day, just like you guys in the grace and the mercy of our heavenly father. Um, but there have been times when we have received large sums of money and we have blown it. And I know y'all can relate. Okay. We have literally blown it on selfish things, on things that we want, on things that would make our life better, on things that we didn't really need. And this revelation of greed is like, listen, wealth is a serious responsibility to, to do good. So am I being tested when God sends me a $500 check, am I doing good with it? Or am I selfishly spending it on my thoughts and my desires and, and what I want? Do you guys know what I'm like, how I'm saying that? Because it is so true. Like if it's the, it's the whole process of, or the whole concept of stewarding 
Are we stewarding what God is giving us? It is a blessing. It is favor. But are we stewarding it? This is a test. When you receive money, I'm not saying, yes, give it all away. I'm not saying, oh, God gave me $500. Let me just give $500 to this charity. I'm not saying that unless God puts it on your heart to do it. I'm just saying, God, thank you for this blessing. I recognize that it is favor and that you've given it to me. Now show me what where you want it to go. Because honestly, it could be used for good to pay off debt, right? So if you have your, if you find yourself in debt and you receive a large sum of money, maybe not giving to charity is what you're called to do with it. Maybe God's blessing you that or giving that to you. So you can then in turn pay off debt and get yourself into a better financial position. So it's not always like giving away and being generous, but it's just stewarding it. What are you doing with it? This is a test. God's giving you $500. What are you doing with it? He's going to see what you do. Why would he give you more if what you're doing with the 500 is being selfish? Okay. He wants to prosper us, but he has to work on our motive. And that's what um, I want to talk with about greed is it's not about the amount, you know, Greed isn't a dollar amount. It's not like, how do I know if I'm greedful? Um, let me, I don't even know if greedful is a word. I don't feel like it is. I just made it up. How do I know if I'm dealing with greed? Okay. How do I know if I'm being, you know, greedy? Look at yourself. Okay. And it's not always, if I have so much money, that means I'm greedy. It's not an amount. It's an attitude behind it. Okay. It's the why, right? It's the why behind everything. Um, if we're not, this is a good indicator, okay? If we're not um, thinking about God's kingdom or the need of others or helping others, then I would ask yourself, am I greedy? If when I, if I have a lot of money, okay? If I have a lot of power, if I have a lot of um, maybe like status in the community. Okay. Any type of thing like that. If I'm in that and that, and I'm walking in that favor that God has blessed me with, am I thinking about the kingdom of God? Am I thinking about how I can pour into other people with what God's blessed me with? That's where greedy comes in. (laughs) That's where greed tends to show itself. Cause if you're not worried about expanding, resourcing, if you're not worried about pouring into God's kingdom, and that doesn't have to be always in a church or a ministry, it can be in other ways. It can be in ways that you want to minister to other people. So just think about the why. It's not about the amount. It's about the attitude behind it. Now, greed can be a very, very scary place to be because when you find yourself Longing for more, desiring more, always hungry for more. Um, What happens is it starts to cloud your vision for what really truly matters. When you have a lot of money, when you have a lot of power, when you have a lot of um, fame, okay, you could probably say fame in there, um, when you have a lot of influence is really a great, a great word to use. Um, we have to think about 
when we rely too heavily on that, um, one, we lose our security for God. We tend to think, oh, we don't need him because I've already got this thing figured out by myself, right? Um, and my natural ability, God, I, I got this. And I think that's kind of where um, that motive and that attitude is, God, I'm, I'm good. I can take care of myself. I don't need you. And so we're going to read in Luke 12, 15. We're going to pull that up really quick. <clears throat> and it says this. He then told them, watch out and be on guard against all greed because one's life is not in the abundance of his possessions. And that's just telling us the purpose of your life is not to have money. The purpose of your life is to not have all of, you know, the the accolades and the, <laughs> you know, the letters behind your name. It's not about the influence that you have. Um, because when, when you start thinking that that's what it's about and that you can do that in your own natural, we begin to lose focus on what really matters. Um, and we see it all the time. Okay. So a perfect example, let's say, family, you know, young children, mother, father, okay, really want that American dream, you know, really want to give their kids everything that they didn't have, right? So what do mom and dad do? They work tirelessly just to, you know, bring in as much money as possible, okay? They're working long nights. They're working the weekends. They're picking up you know, time on the weekends to get overtime. They're just exhausting themselves. So what happens as a, like as a fall of that is mom and dad are no longer investing in their children. That family unit has shifted. The, the vision to provide in their heart, they want to provide that American dream for their family. But what's actually happening is while they're trying to achieve that, the cost, and I talk about this all the time, the cost of those decisions is that mom and dad aren't home anymore. Mom and dad are working every weekend. So kids are going to grandma and grandpa. They're going to uncle, you know, Joe's they're going to friend Susie and they're not investing they're not pouring into their children. And it's hard because the desire to do good has clouded their vision. Their, the desire to get more and more and more and more. Well, we need to have this and we need to have that. And, and, and you know, the kids want to be in this and that. And I got to be able to pay for it. It's like the desire for more is literally destroying Christian families all over the world, not only Christian, just families in general. And so it, it acts as a, as a blur. Like you're, you're just not seeing things clearly. You're not seeing what's most important. You know, your desire to work, 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 work. And now you're not going to church on Sundays. Now your, your spiritual life is, is slowly getting pushed down. And so it's about priority. It's about making sure that we aren't allowing our desire for more to cloud our vision for what's really important. What is really important in the Christian life? Do you guys know? It's family. It's God. 
it's Jesus. It's spending time with Jesus. <coughs> Sorry. It's family. It's um, friends, right? Pouring into the people around you. It is church. It is ministry. It is <coughs> um, It's serving other people. It's taking time in serving other people. And so society has put this like, you got to have this, you got to have that, you got to, you need this, you need that. You got to make this much money. You got to have this many followers. And it's, they're doing that. So people think that that's what life is about. And that's not what life is about. That is not what a Christian life is about. What really matters is your family. What really matters is your marriage. What really matters is taking your kids to church, teaching them about Jesus. What really matters is showing and serving and being available to be used to help someone else in need. That is what the Christian life is about. It's not about attaining to get more. And that's what greed is. And that's what our culture is all about. It's literally how can I get to this level? And that's what, that's why I'm saying a lot of us deal with greed. A lot of us may not be so strong or or so heavy in greed, but there are stems of greed that have, you know, gotten a hold of us and we have to be able to recognize it. Um, I'm going to read one more scripture and then we're going to close out for today. It is found in Hebrews 13, and it is verses 5 and 6, and this is the message. It says, don't be obsessed with getting more material things, okay? Don't be obsessed with getting more material things. Instead, be relaxed with what you have. Since God assured us, I'll never let you down, never walk off and leave you, we can boldly quote, God is there, ready to help I'm fearless no matter what, who or what can get to me. I love this because it reminds us that God is with us always and he will always provide. Is he your provider? Do you think of him as your provider? When you get paid every week or every two weeks or every month, do you think of the person that the paycheck is from? Is that as your provider or is your mindset God, you are my provider. You will take care of everything I need. I think about the story in the Bible that talks about um, the Israelites, right? And the manna that he provides them daily. Like, I think, you know, the Israelites, God could have provided all of the weapons that they needed. He could could have provided animals and, and, you know, everything to satisfy them. But he didn't. Instead, He gave them manna day after day after day. Why do we think that he did that? Because God provides what is needed for today. He will take care of you day after day after day after day. And that is the the principle of trusting God. That's the principle of, you know, if God were to give the Israelites all of the weapons that they needed, you know, all of the, the things that could have, um, built them up in that moment, it would have only lasted for a short while. 
And I think about that too. You know, sometimes we think like with inheritances and, and just things like that, you know, we can get to that flesh mindset like, oh, I just wish I could have it now. You know, I, it would take care of a lot of problems that I have now. Yeah, that's true. Probably, it probably could. But if we're being honest, we're human, we're flawed, we're flesh. You get a large sum of money. You're probably not going to steward it correctly. Um, and it's better to wait <laughs> until it can accumulate into more. Um, and then when you receive it later in life, you're probably a little bit more wise about it. But I'm just saying like God can take care of us day by day by day. He will provide everything that we need. We just have to learn to trust him. Um, You know, you think about the verse that talks about, you know, if he can clothe the lilies in the valleys and and feed the birds in the air, those, those things don't matter as much as we do to him. And if he can take care of those things, won't he take care of us so much more? And that's what it, that's what greed kind of pulls us away from is do we trust God? You know, we desire more and more and more and more and more. So we work more and more and more and more and more. But God's like, I will give you everything you need. Just relax. Don't overwork yourself. Don't, you know, do all of these crazy things to try to get money as quick as you can and as fast as you can and, and to gain all of this power. Um, I will provide everything you need. I will give, give you the manna that you need for today. And then I will give it to you tomorrow. And I don't want you to like store it up. You know, we, see, we read a story in the Bible that talks about the man who stored it up, right, for himself. And God, I think, sent a fire or something to his barn or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, don't store it up. Instead, give generously. And we're going to continue this talk next week with greed because my husband loves to talk about money. And we're actually going through a um, Dave Ramsey course. We're about to wrap it up. And, um, his passion and his heart is budgeting and, and he is one of the most generous people <laughs> I personally know. He will literally give you anything. He's just that type of person. And so I really want to hear his take on this. So we're going to finish this talk about greed next week. Kind of hear what Jesse has to say about it, but, um, let's pray this thing out. God, I thank you for today. I thank you that we're here to learn. We're here to grow. Um, God, we're here to pull out weeds that are in our hearts. And if greed is one of those things, God, deal with us, show us. I, I, I ask God, show us what is my motive behind wanting to, you know, move to that next step. What is my motive behind wanting to make more money? What is my motive? What is my attitude? Is it to get that in hopes that I can bless others or is it selfish? Cause if it's selfish, God, please take it away. And I just ask God your favor. I ask your blessing, and I just pray a special blessing over my friends today. Touch them in Jesus' name. Amen. True Selfie fam, it is Brooke, and I just wanted to take a minute and thank you so much for listening to our episode today. I wanted to let you know that there are plenty of ways that you can support this podcast. What you just did right now is supporting it just by listening, and I just want to say I appreciate your listen. But there are other ways to support by sharing on your social media platforms, leaving a star or review from wherever you are listening from, or you can financially support, whether it be through clicking the More Feature tab, you'll see a link that says Support This Podcast 
podcast, and that gives you the flexibility to do small monthly contributions. That's right, as little as 99 cents. And you can also support through my website. It's brookgunther.com by clicking the donate tab where you can do one-time contributions or monthly contributions um, that are accepted through PayPal, or you can use your debit or credit card. However you support, I just want you to know that I appreciate you.